My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Oh, obviously. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Good to be back with you for another week. We've got a little uh, lap pack territory, but uh, slightly tangential perhaps. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Tangential to lap pack uh, heartland. We've got an Arnie vehicle to discuss. Mm. Arnie meets comedy for the first time. For the first time. Now, if you didn't read the little bit down the bottom there where it tells you what you're listening to, it <laughs> is the 1988 Twins. 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 88. $18 million budget, $216 million return. We'll get into some of the implications of that a little bit later, but 88 was a pretty good year all round, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah? So we know what 88 was. It's no secret. Mm-hmm. Films were a bit light. Were they? Yeah. Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Coming to America? Yeah. Big? Yeah. Twins? Yeah. Crocodile on D2? Exactly. Die Hard? Correct. Naked Gun? Nothing. Cocktail? Terrible. Beetlejuice? Stinker. Yeah, shit year, huh? <laughs> and you know why? <laughs> why? Because everyone was rolling on down to Expo 88. Five Aussie mates. Looking for adventure when their friendly evening star zoomed them into space. <laughs> was this the ad? This was the ad. <gasps> that looks familiar, actually. Specifically for World Expo 88 World. They travelled far to the unknown and they missed their Aussie home. And there it was, shining out in the dark. The best place on earth. World Expo in case you didn't think it was possible for Expo 88 to be any more glorious, they <laughs> built a theme park just for that occasion. What was in it, though? Many things. High divers? Many things. <laughs> Anything? Yeah, there would have been high divers. There would have been mugs. What differentiates the theme park from the main event? Ah, good question. Uh, more rides. More rides. What kind of rides? Were the old mouse trap? Uh, similar... The old... It would have been conveyor belts. The Big Dipper. Maybe a Gravitron. No, no, you're thinking of the Easter show. Yeah. Please, I mean, this please is... don't reduce the spectacle that was Expo 88 to a, a mere regional uh, agricultural-based festival. You don't think those carnies, so to speak, uh, from the Easter show rolled up at uh, Expo 88 there? Uh, they were only the good ones. <laughs> Premium carnies. Premium carnies. <laughs> Uh, sorry, 30%. You have no idea what we're talking about. Although I am Australian world, and I have no idea what you're talking world about. World Expo 88. So America's, the Americas <laughs> were on board with the the, um, the occasion. So yeah. I, I would say that at least one or two of our listeners out there, good friends of the show, will know what I'm talking about. I like those odds. You watch our DML light up. <laughs> Oh, it's coming through right now. <laughs> the, the, the hotlines are lighting up. It's lighting it's, up. We're not even, this is not live. <laughs> anyway. There were a few other movies in 88. I already mentioned some great ones. So, you know, all due respect to Expo 88, I think I would have been at the cinema had I been of age. I was only four. Outside of the top ten, you've got Child's Play, you've got Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you get Rambo 3. <laughs> Rambo <laughs> 3. <laughs> the least good one. 
um, Scrooged, um, A Fish Called Wonder. Great movie. And a good movie called Bloodsport. And Kumite. Kumite. I mean, I touched on this before, but do you remember what came in at number five? Twins. So how did this? What was this movie for you as a as a young? Uh, I mean, you wouldn't have seen it in '88. There was too much going on there. Yeah, we were we were we were camped out up in Brizzy. Um, <laughs> but it was yeah, it was a pretty big movie at the time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely watched it. It was pretty huge for me. Was I it? felt like I was texting you through the week. It, my response to watching this movie is like, this is what this podcast is about. Like this is. Yeah, you well, we'll we'll get into the rewatch, but just in terms of the premise of our podcast, revisiting the movies that impacted us, do they hold up? Like this was a, this movie was pretty huge for me, maybe one of the biggest we've done. Wow, like not the biggest, but it's up there. It's probably top ten percent of the movies we've covered. So this was a nostalgic. Yeah, and it's also of- it's also one of the only ones I genuinely haven't watched since then too. Since 88. Maybe not 88, but whenever whenever was the period that I watched it. Well, that's the thing too. I'm not sure the first time I watched it. And my Might have been 90. My member berries tell me that I watched it on a flight, but then in, in the rewatch I'm wondering if I'm getting my wires crossed with the yakety yak scene. You ain't going to rock and roar no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. When he's on a flight. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, did I watch this on a flight? Because my dad moved to Singapore when I was a little kid. I would fly to Singapore every now and then as like a six-year-old. And so in those days. Oh, you had the old one movie on? Yeah. And so you had to watch whatever movie it was. And I feel like this was one of them. And there was another one, L.A. Story. Remember that movie, L.A. Story with Steve Martin? Yeah, yeah, The Big Nose. No, that's Roxanne. No, that's Roxanne. It's just one of those random ones that time has forgotten. But yeah. there's a few movies like that. I feel like this might have been one of them that it, it, it's, it takes me back to that magical time of learning about the miracle of flight. Yeah, by, um, by airplanes. Yeah, you would have if you were flying north of Singapore, you would have flown directly over um, Brisbane. <laughs> Just a thought. I don't think we would have flown over Brisbane, though. To be honest, were well, you a fucking pilot now? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, let's not turn into that podcast where we just giggle at our own jokes. And by giggle, I mean me and our own jokes. I mean your jokes. Um, yeah, I think that was my main thing. I just uh, I was really pumped to watch this, and it really, really was. All the member berry signals were firing up as I thought about it. I was very, very excited. I've been well, campaigning for this one for a little bit. I'm excited to discuss the rewatch with you. Uh, before we do that, should we get into the origin story? Yeah. Origin story. Okay, so three guys, three guys walk into a bar. Or to a restaurant or something, uh, some some kind of eating venue in Aspen. Oh yeah, Arnold. Maybe a, maybe a steakhouse. Maybe a steakhouse. Probably likely a steakhouse. I'm um, Schwarzenegger. Aspen would have a pretty good fucking steakhouse or two, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, after you hit the slopes, maybe they're in a jacuzzi. 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 Um, Arnold, Robin Williams, and Ivan Reitman. Oh, have a grand old chat. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? We need. Do you know where we need to go? Little place called Aspen. Aspen. <laughs> Say it. I got a, got a little place up in Aspen. Feels good, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So they're sitting down at dinner and the inevitable happens where Arnie is making low bombs left, right and centre. It's like, you know what, you're a funny guy. Funny how? No, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm a funny guy. Yeah. Like, make, a, make me a fucking, movie. Yeah, Everybody we should make the movie I'm together. I'm a funny guy. You know, they always make me the Terminator, this and that, and I'm not doing all of the things. True, true. True. And so Ivan is like, fuck, no, nah, you are legit funny. Like, why don't we see that on screen? There's all these other parts to you that we're not seeing. And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, how do we do this? And he's like, okay, okay, let's let's figure something out here. Mr. Mr. Ivan talks about it here. Mr. Reitman, rather. He hardly spoke in his films except for these terrible one-line comedy yeah. lines that I think no human actor could <laughs> could get across very well. And um, he came up to me and says, hey, you're the Ghostbuster guy? I said, yes. And he said, well, you know, I think, you know, I, th- I, think I could be funny in a movie. And uh, we went out to dinner. We had this wonderful conversation. And I suddenly realized, here's a guy who's very intelligent. He's very charming. Yeah. And more than that, he's very verbal. You see, you would never guess... Uh, that about him and uh, so I started working with him a little bit I met Danny DeVito about the same time and somehow the two of them sort of got lodged in my brain (laughs) at the same time and uh, I thought they would be wonderful together in the right kind of thing I like that I like that he's he's looking at this guy and he's like yeah there's something there that I can Uh draw out and amplify like versus last week David Escoy talking about fucking yeah. And damn, like yeah. this is the way you look at it. As a creator, you need to find that thing. You get like, yeah, show some fucking respect. So this Ivan Reitman, <laughs> we salute you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically after this dinner, he's like, if we, right. we caveat it, this is Ghostbuster Man. Ghostbuster Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting some more of that too. But um, Ivan's like, all right, all right. Let me write up some concepts. He wrote up about five concepts, I believe. I haven't been able to track down what the other ones were, but they landed on one called the experiment. Uh. They ended up not calling it the experiment because of uh, Arnold's Germanic heritage. It felt perhaps a little odd to have uh, what with the Nazis mm, and with such. the Nazi experimentations and such. Although this isn't that far from that, we'll get into that. But um, you know, they it became called twins, and uh, a lot of the rest is history. But should we talk about Ivor Reitman real quick? Because I realized in the process of doing this that I wasn't one hundred percent sure who he was. I knew he did Ghostbusters, Same. but I I realized I had him mixed up with Harold Ramis. Yeah. Did look, you have that too? Until right now. I was kind of, yeah. Okay. I was so hoping that you would do this because this was up until a couple of hours ago. I had them jumbled in my head. Well, I just thought, I just thought, yeah. Because Ghostbusters, I think this is a Ghostbusters thing that throws you. Yeah. So Harold Ramis is Egon. Egon? Is that his mm-hmm. Yep. In Ghostbusters. Aragon. <laughs> Aragon in Ghostbusters. Ivan Reitman directed Ghostbusters, but I think the, oh yeah, the Ghostbusters guy is the, yeah. Because I, as I'm going through his filmography, I was expecting to see Groundhog Day. And that's a Ramis joint? That's a Harold Ramis. And they look similar. But they, not really. Well, they both have brown hair. Yeah, okay, yeah. And long faces. <laughs> they do have a long face. And that's all. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that, that's a weird one, right? It's it a bit like the Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were the same person. So it turns out two different people here. Oh, side note, I also thought Ivan Reitman was dead. Oh! <gasps> Maybe Harold Ramis died. I think he did. I think he might have. Harold Ramis dead. Uh, he dead. He's dead. Ah, see, okay. Sadly. R.I.P. Sadly, sorry. I sounded like I was making light of that. It was more a moment of realisation of... Beautiful man. He was a great man, wasn't he? He, um... Okay, so we still got one of them. Both legends. 
But what's crazy about this movie is he lands on the concept of twins or the experiment, right? And we got, okay, Arnold's going to make a comedy. We've got Danny DeVito. We've got this crazy idea. It's just so crazy that Hollywood did not want to do it. So crazy it just might work. (laughs) It just might work, but we don't want to give you money to make it. So Arnold said, I don't care. I don't want any money. I invest in myself. And they struck this historic deal in Hollywood around this movie. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yes. Mm. Uh, I'll let Arnold set it up and I'll, I'll bring it home. Well, you have to understand, I was so convinced that I would be great in a comedy. But I also understood the dilemma that the studios were in. Because the studios saw me every time I do a movie, the movies make huge money. So it was natural to offer me another action movie to play safe. Let's get another action movie for Schwarzenegger. The last one did great. Let's take, let's take him this time to the jungle. Let's take him to Russia. Let's take him there and let's take him there. It was like, the, the, you know, so it was all working for that. Let's have him be a machine. So it was like, whatever it was, let's be an action movie and it would do well. So I felt like that the only way that we maybe can go beyond that and make a studio feel at all comfortable is just by me just saying, hey, you don't have to be the only one that is investing in me. I invest in myself too. Don't give me any money. Nothing. Just pay for the production and uh, said that, you know. Uh, and so that's what I basically said to Ivan Reitman. So we, we were able to then make the deal very easily because Danny DeVito decided not to take a salary. Ivan Reitman decided not to take a salary. And I decided not to take one. But that we take a big chunk of the back end. And of course, that was the best investment we've ever made. Every one of us says that because uh, the studio never, ever, it became such a historic deal that the studio would never, ever make that deal again. Fascinating, right? So they, yeah, how they, much money did he get? So he made uh, $35 million of that. In 88. Which is a, a fucking huge deal. I think now, now people every now and then get crazy paychecks in the, you know, the Marvel era, Robert Downey Jr. and whatnot. But yeah, but 88. 88, that, that was historic. I got definitely a definitely more than what he would have got as a salary, but B just fucking huge. And I couldn't find the figure for Danny DeVito, but I assume it's something similar. And, and Ivan Reitman. And it's interesting because I didn't know this until we did the Pulp Fiction episode. But it's interesting to think about how maybe this rippled through history because Danny DeVito became a producer, and he produced. He was executive producer of Pulp Fiction. Like oh. I wonder if this pot of money was the beginnings of that kind of thing. It's interesting to think about. Something like this, what the be? kind of butterfly effect yeah. of, um, of Hollywood. the impact on Hollywood. 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 <laughs> Wash your dreams. Wash your dreams. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. So they got rich, baby. Yee. Should we play the trailer? I guess. In a secret lab somewhere in the Western Hemisphere, The perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. He also has a twin brother. I have a brother? Oh my goodness, you look good. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Born to be bad. And Danny DeVito. Way to go, Mom. Are twins. My name is Julius. I'm your twin brother. Obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. Only their mother can tell them apart. Twins, the new comedy from Ivan Reitman. Julius. What? What are you, are you allergic to something? You're all swelled up. You look like you're ready to explode. I love it when you hit people. Who are you? Vincent's brother. The twins. That's right. Twins. Coming this Christmas. Non-identical. <laughs> Fraternal? No. Nocturnal. I don't know. <laughs> Night twins. I think they work in Amphibious. a strip club. Night twins. <laughs> I've seen them. Cinnamon and... <laughs> That's a trailer, right? That's, That's more... a trailer. Oh, we're back. We're back. All we were missing was this summer. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone knows the general premise of this movie, but you want to do Don't a little... Don't be jazzed up. You want to do a little uh, plot synopsis? Uh, yes, I will do a little plot synopsis. Uh, and it's pretty timely um, with Yuquin Phoenix currently mm. filling headlines. Yeah, okay. Uh, around the around the world is in his, uh, well, for his performance in The Joker mm. as an origin story of the man behind the makeup. Uh, yeah. Batman's yeah. villain, Batman's ne- nemesis. Mm. So, but... Long before the Joker origin story, we had the origin story of two of Batman's other fearsome foes. Interesting. The Penguin and Mr. Freeze. Oh. Twins goes right back to see what life was like for these two supervillains in 1988. Interesting. So if you understand the backstory of Mr. Freeze, he was Dr. Zero, cryogenicist. And before he was a cryogenicist, he was a scientist assistant on a remote tropical island. Oh, just like towards Fiji, perhaps. Somewhere near Fiji. The penguin, on the other hand, was the genetic leftovers of Mr. Freeze, albeit from a very genetic, uh, very impressive gene pool. Interesting. Explains his smarts. Explains his smarts. We learned that a lifetime of bullying, neglect, teasing, mockery, no one to love him, no sense of home. Raped by a nun. Probably. Get into that. He was. But yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? That can create a little ball of hate. Monty nose. A little black teeth. He's a bit of a little ball, isn't he? He is. Now... Twins ends on a happy note, so I can only assume that after the end of the movie, both their wives and twins die in a horrific and tragic circumstance. And we have the origin story of more Batman foes. That's a hot take, man. I like that. I like it a lot. That was Carol's idea. Shout that was, shout out. Oh, that was good. Kind yeah, of, kind of. That's very interesting. It's also a love story. It's high. <laughs> it's hard to poke any holes in that, to be honest with you. The timeline works out too because the Penguin would have showed up probably three years later for Batman Returns. Three, 
89, Batman 1, Batman Returns probably 81, 91, 92. Yeah, some shit must have gone down in that yeah. short period. Mr. But, Freeze, you know, he found love for the first time and his wife died. That was his wife in the, in the Freezy thing, right. you know, all of the things. And that yeah. is Batman. And the Penguin, I read his origin story, he'd be pleased to know. Mm. And he was mocked and ridiculed for being short. And They are pretty horrible to him in this, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Is that so that... My initial reaction to this rewatch, or well, there's a few layers here. I'll get into my internal struggle with the film and and it potentially not holding up as much as I hoped. But in terms of the movie, the the plot of this movie, the story of this movie, the characters in this movie, it's very sad. It's it kind is. of horrible, horrible, and kind of beautiful at the same time. But the, it is, yeah. There's some beautiful moments in here, but I feel like I mean, there's definitely some. Consciously sad moments, but even the stuff that they don't portray as sad is pretty fucked up. Everyone was told that everyone else is dead. Yeah, like what the fuck? What was the point of this experiment? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna and we're gonna. How many jizz, it, How many times can different men <laughs> jizz to make a baby? What the fuck was this? Just yeah, was this just an orgy framed as an experiment? And the side effect was a couple of twins, and they're like, "Oh fuck, okay, kill everyone involved, or at least tell the, them they're dead." The penguin did say, "My mom's a slut. Maybe she did was he, just a gangbang." The cobble pots were they cobble pots? The cobble pots. Oh, the penguins. Yeah, yeah. What was the point of this experiment? What was he doing in that island this whole time? Why were they withholding him from life? He'd never seen a woman before by the same by the, by the looks of things. They experimented on them. Danny DeVito was raped by a nun. You know when they go to the orphanage and they're like, uh-huh. yeah, he disgraced her. No, he was a kid and she was a woman. That's rape. All right, Your Honor. Yeah, that's, but that is rape. Well, well. Well. I mean. Nowadays. How, look, look, how this, old was the nun? Put it into perspective. How yes, old was he? Twelve. I don't know. Hey. How old was the nun? Old enough to know better. Was she hot? Uh, well, uh... <laughs> Some young boys having sex with Miss Stevenson? Yes. Nice. Nice. What? No, you don't understand? Nice. 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 But, um... <laughs> but it kind of recontextualizes this whole thing. This poor fucker is, yeah, like, dealing really with... Life. He's dealing with fucking being raped by someone you trust. Like, he's dealing with a lot of shit. Uh-huh. But like, I oh, look at this little, you know, uh, this poor guy, you know. Having said that, I did also have some uh, delights in this. The fashion being one aspect. The matching suits, the shorts with chucks. The, um, the sunglasses yeah, were let's, spectacular. Let's have a – oh, they were. They were quite The sunglasses were great. I want to track those down. Can we just have a – yeah, can we just quickly dive in on the, on the fashion front? Mm. Arnie's look was um, interesting. Yeah, so he's he's high top chucks, big fat socks, big fat tees. reminiscent of Vincino man. Yeah, fashion. Uh, a, a broad short, and his suit jacket was kind of down to his knees jacket, as well. A long suit jacket. Yeah, it was borderline high fashion. Yeah, I wonder what it was then. It really That's a good it, question. It really um, it's intriguing. Really contextualized and, and heightened the calf muscle. Yeah. That was one of those iconic shots. There were a few of those where as the scenes unfolded, it all came flooding back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that bit, that bit. Yeah, I got a few There was of lots those. of those. Like, oh, yeah. Like the, uh, yeah, the calves, the driving on two wheels. 
Danny DeVito rolling off the roof. Get lost together. I wrote that one down. Get lost together. And I even wrote lost. (laughs) Like that that exact line. It was a line that stuck. Yeah, get lost together. And one thing I didn't totally notice as a child, but watching it now, which I thought was really cute. (laughs) It's the whole food montage. He's walking around eating an ice cream and then he's eating a slice of pizza and then he's eating like a gyro. <laughs> but they don't like make a huge deal out of it, but he's just like walking around and each scene he's eating something different. I, I thought that was delightful. I enjoyed that. That was nice. I enjoyed his character the whole way through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a – and I guess in the context of when this came out, this would have been such a different vibe to see him doing this shit. I like it. You know how we were doing Commando recently and it was like – he was so pumped to have dialogue, like to have lines. Mm. He's like, I am like John Wayne. And now he's getting to do comedy. Like this must be such a. Mindfuck. Yeah, he was so fucking pumped. And it was, I guess it was a big deal in that sense, right? It was a pivotal moment, I suppose. Because then you get Kindergarten Cup. You get. Do you want to eventually get True Lies? I was going to say, so what do, you, what do you reckon, if this is the first comedy, what do you think the best comedy is? And I was leaning towards True Lies, even though it's not technically, you wouldn't put that on the genre. Well, they kind of leveled out his sweet spot a bit, didn't they? Yeah, I reckon that is, because I was thinking about True Lies recently. I don't know if I'd have it as my best Arnie movie, but I feel like it's the best use of Arnie almost. It's peak Arnie, probably. It's just peak Arnie. Yeah, True Lies is right up there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, because he... Obviously had, after this, there was Kindergarten Cop, as you say. Uh, Last Action Hero had a few bants. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but that was after. Yeah, 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 yeah. True Lies had, was the same year as Junior. I can't really remember Junior. I know the premise, but I can't well, remember. Well, and that's kind of a spiritual sequel to this, right? Cause yeah, got it's got the, Danny got the gang it. back together. And it's Ivan Reitman, I think, too. Is it? Yeah. And then Jingle All The Way. Has he done many... Comedy since then? I mean, the irony, though, is I think the ones that are comedies are, are potentially less funny than the ones that aren't supposed to be comedies. Like Pumping yeah. Iron's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. elements of Predator are hilarious, but Predator's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a good, bad movie. It's a good movie. But um, True Lies, it's interesting. We talked before about, like, what a hard worker Arnie is. Yeah. Again, we're, we are unapologetic Arnold fans here. He's made some mistakes in his life, but ultimately this guy works fucking hard, got to the top of three different careers, and he just is a fucking workhorse, man. And there's it's great calves. Great calves. They're the hardest place to gain mass. It's the hardest place to gain <laughs> mass. But he's, you know, it's not like he just stumbles into these things. He fucking works hard for them. And then, yeah. so even this one, doing comedy, he didn't just show up and expect to do comedy. He trained like a motherfucker. So... Danny DeVito talks about it on the um, old Johnny Carson here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, did, I didn't see uh, The Twins yet. I no, know. the movie? That's a strange... Well, it opens today, as a matter of fact. No wonder I didn't yeah, see it. Twins opens uh, today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You and Schwarzenegger, it's a, yeah. it's a wonderful concept. Oh, it's, it's a great, uh, great concept. Uh, Arnold and I playing twins. We're separated <laughs> at birth. You know, he's raised on a tropical island. I'm raised as a... I think I'm an orphan and I'm in, in, uh, in uh, the city and... Uh, and uh, we come together. And at first I was a little bit, uh, you know, Arnold's, Arnold's always wanted to do a comedy. But he's never really done a comedy. And, uh, you know, and then after Ivan Reitman, who directed the picture, he called and he said, he pitched the idea to me. And I had read, like, after that, really, shortly after that, that, that Arnold, uh, you know, studied with Milton Berle, for, took a comedy class 
from Milton Berle. Can yeah. you imagine this? And so I was to I learn how to deliver lines. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen is he would show up in a gingham dress. You know, <laughs> And, uh, so I figured it was a good Walking thing. Walking on the sides of his feet, you know, that would yeah. be a little weird. You know, try to get the cigar out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah that, that comedy guy he shouted out, that's like a real old school comedy guy I know nothing about. But it's fascinating, right? And we talked before on Commando and other ones how he's getting like speech coaches and like I think even dancing lessons to move better. Like he's works yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. Round, the, round the clock. Round the clock. Sleep six hours, do it faster. All of these do things. Do faster. And maybe it's maybe it's because we're recording this on the eve of of Kanye's next release, but it is somewhat reminiscent of a Kanye like situation. I was thinking, like, is Kanye similar to this kind of vibe? Like, I literally linked to that. Is I heard this story. Just because you're wearing Yeezy season two, <laughs> I'm wearing. I don't know what I'm wearing actually. I'm wearing some track pants. Yeah, they're they're my favorite track pants. They're very Yeezy season two. Um. He recorded. You look a, like you're in a designer prison. <laughs> Yeezy prison. Yeezy cell block. Very well, um, <laughs> Let me get my story out. Um, there was a story from a few years ago. <laughs> Kanye wanted to do comedy and he just hired like one of the UCB, original UCB guys to train him in improv. And then he made an HBO pilot. And apparently it's pretty good. But he has that same kind of vibe. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get the best people and I'm going to fucking do that thing and I'm just going to learn it and I'm going to do it. He's done it with fashion, whether or not you like it. How many motherfuckers you done seen with a leather jogging pants? (laughs) Whether or not you like it, he's done it. His shoes sell quite well. His shoes sell huge. So Kanye maybe is like a modern version of that work ethic. But in terms of Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger even becoming stars in the first place, like they're both pretty unconventional, right? Like we've talked before about Arnie, like he's not – yes, to us now, he's, that's the – Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, But gotcha. that wasn't normal. Like he wasn't supposed to be a star. Everything was against him. That's not what a star looks like, that he can't speak the fucking language properly. Like he was too big. Too big and Danny's probably too little. Like there's – I can't think of any modern stars that have broken convention that much. But maybe, Based on physicalities. Yeah, maybe there's – I'm open to other areas, but I was just trying to think of like is there anyone that's just come out that's like shockingly, whoa. Like nothing, nothing's, they're all replicas. Like The Rock is here, but, yeah, The Rock is just a new Arnie. There's no – what would be like a – I can't really think of any, hey. Peter Dinklage. Maybe Dink, yeah, Dinklage. He's, that's interesting. So, you know um, – he's a, he's a little man. Not to preempt recasties. Well, it's not really a recasty because he said it. Jason Momoa said he would remake Twins with Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, I had, I had, a, I had a Game of Thrones special. Oh, for my recasties, and I had the Mountain. Oh, yeah, that would be Peter good. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, but yeah, I'll take Momoa. <laughs> Everyone will take Momoa because it means, I'll, like, if he's in it, I can, I'll be able to go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Carol will be like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'll go and see that. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be there for Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston was pretty hot in this. I had no idea. She's, I did, I had every idea. She's a vision. But just on that. She came on the screen and I was all like, wow. (laughs) 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 How tall you reckon uh, Danny DeVito is? 
410. Yeah, 410. You know what the cutoff is to be a little person? 47. It's 410, I think, isn't it? Or maybe it's 47. Because I checked it and I thought it was the same. I don't it's know. It's interesting. So what is the technicality on that? Anyway, not to reduce his significance to his height. Although you did find out in this movie that he's approximately the same size as a, as a suitcase filled with $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> he's carrying it like this. He could almost Oh, dwarfism it. is four foot ten. Yeah. So is he a dwarf? He's not a dwarf though, is he? No. It's interesting. No. I mean, Danny DeVito though, I did keep getting, I know it wasn't quite the same year. It was a couple of years away, but that voice... And I guess the nostalgia mindset was was well in place that I kept getting the Unky Herb vibe. Unky Herb! Bart, Lisa, I'm so glad to see you. Did Unky Herb have a little ponytail too? I loved the the sleazeball ponytail thing. That was such of the era, wasn't it? Yeah, and he he grew that out. That was real. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Speaking of, Danny DeVito used to be a hairdresser. Exactly, he's got a little stool to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the ground. <laughs> uh, what do we know about Danny Vito's career? Well, he started as a hairdresser. He used to do 35 heads on New Year's Eve. Wait, that wasn't really his voice. I used to do 35 heads on New Year's Eve. And that's not really his voice not either. Bad. It was him, but he runs out of breath a little bit more than that. I used to do 35 heads. Are you an, are you an always sunny guy? Yeah. He's really evolved, hasn't he? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's good. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. He does some great. really horrible things. Horrible things. And it started as a cameo. He was he yeah, came on as right. their dad and yeah. then he stuck around. He's like, this is good. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having a great time. It's hard to watch that show in Australia. Just to get hold of. Yeah. I yeah. think you have to pirate it. And I don't know how to do that stuff. No, neither. Um, but he started, uh, well, at least in, in popular culture, in a little TV show 10 years earlier than Twins called Taxi. Playing Louis De Palma. Did you ever watch that? He did, I saw one for The Cuckoo's Nest. Ah, he was in that which too. Which is one of my favourite movies. When I say I saw it, it's one of my favourite movies. Yeah. Of all of the movies. Of all of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> that many. That many. Of everything in the movie tree. Uh, one He's reaching to the, the sky Nest. as he says this. Uh, and Danny DeVito is one of the inmates in one of the yeah. Get, you know, but yeah, patients. What year was that? That would have been after 78, right? Or... Not. Uh, I think it would have been around then. Because in the early episodes of Taxi, he had hair. Did you ever watch it? No. I was, no. I was looking. I watched it a couple of times because I think it came back briefly at some point in the late 90s, I think. The theme song is just a really cool vibe. One Flew Over was 75. Oh, wow. So he would have had hair, like full hair. This was the, um, was great. the old theme song to Taxi. Quite nice. And now we're talking. Ooh. Yeah, you know I like an organ. I'm really pressing up here. So the crazy thing about this show, this had so many, everyone in this show became of significance. In taxi? Yeah. Andy Kaufman? As Latka. Oh. Thank you very much. You had uh, Christopher Lloyd as some guy. Morty! Yeah. I think he was a mechanic or something. Danny! You had Tony Danza, the guy that Elton John wrote that song about. Oh, yeah. 
over closer Tony Danzer. And you had what's that other guy's name? I forget his name now. Marilou. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch too. Who's that again? He's the guy in Independence Day where he's the dad of uh, Jeff Goldblum, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, get married yeah. already? What are you doing? Get the aliens and all of these things." Jeff Conaway. Hmm. He's also in Car Wash. He was in Romancing the Stone, uh, Ruthless People. But again, yeah, this was a bit of this was him. This was a big point for him too. While he he'd been in the game for over ten years, fifteen years perhaps, by the sounds of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. This uh-huh. was definitely new heights, right? This is <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. He uh, he did not grow any taller, but um, like I said, this rippled potentially through the industry. We may, without twins, we may not have Pulp Fiction. Without Pulp Fiction, we may not have many copycats. <laughs> we may not have Go. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, good. Hey, how about them twin powers? I like the Twin Powers. They were a little on and off, weren't they, in this? What do you mean? Like when he's running away at the end, when Danny DeVito's running away with a bag full of money, does he hear Julius or does he sense Julius? He feels him in his groin. In his groin? So yeah, so they do it in this movie on and off. I tried to get to the bottom of this and there's there's uh, there's people saying yes and no. There is to, spidey kind of, sen- to twin spidey senses. Yeah, twin spidey senses. But here's some things we know for sure, statistically speaking. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You've got the double impact guarantee. Mothers of twins live longer, but they get divorced more often, which makes oh. sense, double the trouble. Um, tall women are more likely to have twins. Yep. Um, twins interact in the womb. Yeah. There's no H in womb. Uh, do you know I went to a naturopath many moons ago and he said I had separation anxiety from a twin that died in the womb. Actually? Yeah, that was his spiel. He said it's quite, it's relatively, so it is actually quite common for there to be a second embryo. In the early stages. In the early stages that mm. dies off. Did you eat it? Potentially. Mm, interesting. You know me, I'm a sucker for protein. So you're kind of like Highlander of the what, womb. What happens if oh, there can be only I one? I think there can be only one, right? I, I've always struggled trying to watch that show. Yeah, it seems really boring to me. Yeah, because it's got swords on I the front, that's... but they never pull them out. <laughs> I'm sure that's sacrilege to say with our community. Seems to probably be fans of that, but I don't get Highlander. I'm sorry. We'll watch it at some point. Which one? There's like eight. I don't know. One of them. A good one? Is there a Fool's good one? Gold for a kid at a video store was Highlander because there was like Christopher Lambert on the front in some exotic landscape with a big ass sword. And it was like, like one fight in the whole fucking movie. Oh, that was a bit like my Steve Martin mishaps when I was young, thinking it was Leslie Nielsen, and it turns out he's done a lot of movies that aren't that funny. He's a funny guy, but he's done movies like L.A. Story that are not like funny, funny. Maybe they're, as a kid, maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're just a little bit. They might be hilarious now. Yeah, maybe they're just yeah, a little intellectual for a young Tristan or Greg. It's there's a high probability, even for an old Tristan or Greg. Um, hey, fun fact about Kelly Preston. She actually went to high school in Australia, in Adelaide, or Ooh. Radelaide as it's known to city people who churches. have no... Yeah, City of Churches. That's interesting. Yeah. She was discovered at the age of 16 by a photographer. She auditioned to be in the Blue Lagoon but lost out to, uh, what's her name, Suddenly Susan. Brooke Shields. Yeah. 
So that's an interesting Australian connection because she's married to John Travolta. Did we talk about that? He likes Australia too. Exactly, because he was the face of Qantas for some short time for some bizarre reason. Yeah. This is your captain speaking. Well, maybe not today, but I can guarantee that the guys in the flight deck and the greater team care just as much about aircraft safety as I do. He likes planes, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, there has been talk of a, a sequel. Hasn't there? Mm. I did see that. Triplets. Been ongoing for some time. Who could the third triple be? Hmm. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Mr. Fuck You Man. Mr. Fuck You Man. They it was announced in 2012, but according to Mr. Danny DeVito, it was ready a lot earlier, but Arnold was busy governating. Yeah. And, and so 2012, gone. I think, was when he was finishing his second term, and they were like, okay, let's do this. Rubber's hitting the road. It. We're doing it. Then 2015 it was announced it was on hold. Yeah, so no sequel yet, but they say it's still on the cards. Um, I feel like there's probably a lot to talk about in terms of an actual assessment of whether this holds up. Should we get into a verdict and recast these and that kind of shit? I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. How did you find it? I think it's... I've really struggled with this one, Greg. And I feel like I need to be firmer on my decisions with some of these movies. I think I I, I give lots of movies a pass. And I I just think unless unless you're... Unless you grew up with this movie, I don't know that you would find any value in watching this movie. Like, it's got a couple of good scenes. But I, Ara wasn't here when I watched it. She probably never saw it as a kid. I don't think she would be that interested in it. Yeah. I'm worried it doesn't Pure. hold up. I enjoyed it, but I'm worried that was purely nostalgia. Yeah. It's, it's the member berries. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's, fair. It's, it's a real, I'm really struggling with this. Because I wanted to just go, no, but I wanted to fight. I wanted I to be. I had the same experience. Yeah. And I went looking. There was just less lols. Like there wasn't that. There was moments of awesomeness, but I wasn't laughing. I literally went and read Roger, Roger Ebert's assessment. Cause he gave oh, he gave a three out of four, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, in, back in 88. So I was like, oh, I was trying to like clutch at straws to find but people th- that liked it. I think that's the thing though. I think in the context, it has historical significance. I think if you saw this movie then. And you're like, what? What's they going to cover? Like it would have some impact. Mm. And it did for us, I guess. Yeah. But now it seems just, that's, oh, yeah, he does comedies and it's, and it's not the best comedy. So it's a few cheap thrills. In some ways, I don't want to. a sweets film. But I still look back on it fondly. And so if I say it's best left in the past, I don't mean strict it from the record. I mean just enjoy your memory of it. Yeah. But I don't think it's one of those ones you're going to go back and watch and go, wow. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It's really hard for me to say this, That's Greg. all right. Look, this for people, baby. This is this show. Uh, it's <laughs> nice. Um, you know, it's got a nice little 80s aesthetic. It does. There's things like that that are great and Kelly Preston and such. Kelly Preston. <laughs> yeah. But even the trailer, like I would say that's – that's risk free. Watch the trailer. That'll remind you of all the things you want to be reminded of. Yeah, that'll do it. Here you yeah, go what, for the recasties. Um, 
I was thinking it's not the same thing, but the the vibe of the the characters in this reminded me of what was that? Um, was it Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart? Yep. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, that would be a good recasty, but uh, it doesn't have the same impact though because they already do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it would have to be some kind of mismatch of some other dimension. I don't know. I had so I had that as well. I had the Game of Thrones, and I said nothing great mm-hmm. here. I had Leo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. Oh, that'd be pretty good. If you, you know. Oh, and actually, now that you mention it, 21 Jump Street's kind of like that too because they were supposed to be brothers, Channing Tatum and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Jonah. Have you seen that clip going around that's a montage of Jonah getting teased in 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 interviews about being fat? And oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. It's like very sad. There was one where the guy's like, so do people still think you're the fat guy in the group? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he sort of like laughed. He's and he a, he laughed nice it off guy. initially and then he kept I asking. Hate it. And it's like, what are you, what? And in France, some chick's like, I thought you were going to be here with Leo. Get out. Yeah. Like, Fuck you, man. This guy's got a soul. He's good. He's a friend of the show. He's a massive friend of the show. I think I'm... I did watch um, This Is The End recently and I think that has made an impression of me that he is like a bit of a dickhead. But I think that's just, is it just that character that's made me think that? I don't know. He dated an Australian girl for ages. Really? Yeah. Uh, I met him once. He wasn't very nice to me. Although. Oh, uh, you're a stranger. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't blame him. I would not be nice to anyone in that situation. So I don't hold that against him. Well, it'd be hard, man. You're just trying to have a quiet beer with oh, your mates. Man, t- but that's what it's like for us, you yeah. know, down the pub there. With everyone's like, oh, you're the I'm like, Mom, not now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're done here. Hey, hey, wait, before we go. Yes. We would love if you could leave a review. Leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. We're also on Reddit now. So Still come, not sure what that come means. Come join the party. I'm not entirely sure either, but I'm figuring it out. We're on the TikTok. Um, <laughs> not actually on the TikTok. That's not a bad idea, though. We're going to be on the TikTok soon. <laughs> we're on the TikTok soon. Send us your TikTok suggestions. <laughs> uh, I, I anticipate that nostalgia for TikTok folk is like 2012. Um, I guess that's a wrap. I think so. Coming up soon, what do we got in the pipeline? God damn, any Ganders. Any Ganders. Are we doing that? Maybe. We'll talk enough to say any Ganders. I reckon it's an easy one. Let's do it. Uh, and a few others. others.